Welcome to the Region Biome Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Team Felix Tricot, a certified integrative health practitioner, level one and two, certified in blood chemistry and functional lab testing. I love helping people with GI issues, weight loss, mold exposure, heavy metals, misters problems, and health optimization. I love helping people get to the root cause of their health struggles and simplify healing. Ready to transform your health? Go to regionbiome.com and click book a call. All the support is greatly appreciated. If you enjoy, please write a five-star review on iTunes or the platform of your choice. Enjoy the podcast and please share this with anyone that this would help. Welcome to episode number six of the Region Biome podcast. Today's episode is about why women should also be consuming creatine and not only men. I will answer some of the common questions or myths around creatine and why it would be extra beneficial for women specifically. So as a reminder, before we get started, any of the information shared in this episode should not be taken as medical advice and is for learning purposes only. Always refer to your medical doctor before making any changes to your diet or supplement regimen. Let's dive in. So the other day I had a great story or I spoken and shared a bit about creatine on Instagram. And the response that I got was actually all from women that were asking myself because I do use creatine inside my coffee uh, because it makes it more bioavailable. You absorb more of it when it's in uh, hot liquids. And so when I had this response, I'm like, okay, I must make an episode on creatine because a lot of women uh, would really, really benefit from it. So let's dive into this episode. So common things that we hear about creatine is that it's to build strength and help muscle growth and muscle mass, which is true, but there's a little bit more to that especially with cognition, focus, mental clarity. Uh, And it's even shown in studies that to be helpful in in the management of depression, which at the end of the episode, I'm going to read one of the short little abstract of one of the studies specifically in women. Um, And so what is creatine? So creatine is made out of three amino acids, okay? So L-arginine, which is also essential for nitric oxide production. L-glycine, really, really good for sleep and really good for detoxification as well and making um, some cysteine uh, and glutathione pathway but uh, and l-methionine which is very um, this is where it comes uh, comes down to nutrition it's very important because a lot of people that are living or using uh, mostly a, a really strict plant-based lifestyle uh, you could uh, have a tendency to be re- really low in methionine which is so important for some key methylation pathway and systems in the body. So this is why you get that mostly from meat in general or some extra supplementation from amino acids, which half of it will get mostly that we get mostly from our diet. Red meat is really rich in in creatine and and specifically in those amino acid. So and about uh, half of the rest is made by the kidneys and the liver. Okay, and then it gets delivered to the skeletal muscle to be used for energy production and muscle contraction. This is why it's super essential around for exercise and such. Uh, So creatine levels are directly linked to muscle mass and activity levels. Okay, so for example, the more active you are, the more you're doing more strength training or breaking down muscle, moving the body, or the more muscle mass, again, a person has, then the more creatinine will be uh, elevated inside the urine more likely. So example, 
uh, you'll see creatinine levels. So creatinine is the waste product of creatine. But again, it can be measured through a, a simple CMP, very, very in a, inexpensive, especially if you're in the U.S. or even in Canada. Uh, most doctors will actually run a, a CMP on you, uh, on your blood, on your blood chemistry panel, which I think is a really good marker to see. Um, also, for creatinine, is is a classical, classically a, a marker of kidney function. Okay, so if you want to see uh, some higher elevation, can be also associated with a lot of kidney dysfunction, some potentially. But also, if you see really, really high levels, it could also be. Uh, because the, you have to really, depending on the person that you're speaking to, so if it's an elderly person and super elevated, that could also mean, uh, but they're really inactive and such, that could also mean a lot of uh, muscle breakdown, right? So muscle wasting, which is not a good thing. And as you get older, this is something that you want to make sure of. That's why proper amounts of amino acids and creatinine can be a very good thing. And using strength training, specifically exercise, not so catabolic cardiovascular exercise for that specifically, but weightlifting is very, very crucial. Um, and so creatinine biosynthesis is dependent on methylation, okay? And which low creatinine can also mean low muscle mass, muscle wasting as well, too, on the other side. So it depends on, on, like I said earlier, with the person that you're working with. And it can also be a good sign for low methylation, which is really important. And the majority of our methyl donors, okay, it gets utilized to produce phosphatidylcholine and creatine, which is about 70% of our methylation function. That is massive. And let me explain why. So a lot of these methyl donors, so a lot of your B vitamins and all of that and some magnesium and other enzymes and uh, nutrients are really used to make the formation of these two compounds. So if you are supplementing with extra phosphatidylcholine, okay, and extra creatine, you are saving your body's methylation functions by 70% of its energy. So it can come concentrate off on other functions of methylation instead of making those two compounds. This is huge. By just simply doing that, you are helping your body tremendously, okay, which meth many methylation cofactors are needed to make that happen. So example, there's other like compounds like methylfolate B9, which is super important for neurotransmitters production, methylcobalamin B12, magnesium, which again, all of these, all of these things can be uh, shown in genetics when you do genetic testing, like the one that I'm running right now with all my clients, uh, you can see these predisposition to these uh, different variants in the body that might make you more prone for the need of uh, more of these specific compound, which you can see how things can go down in the wrong in the wrong direction pretty, pretty quickly. So, and it needs things like copper, ADP, B2, B3, zinc, B12, B6, uh, TMG as well, SAMI, uh, which SAMI is also a... Uh, very essential. So basically to make SAMI, you need methionine, which like I said, in very strict plant-based diet with low methionine uh, foods can be a big problem because you need that to also make PMT, like the activated enzymes to make uh, in the process of estrogen and make phosphatidylcholine. It's crazy because if you don't have enough SAMI, you cannot make enough phosphatidylcholine PC. And when you're in um, 
or if you're pregnant or even uh, in a menopausal phase, you need even more phosphatidylcholine, which you need for estrogen. Uh, so more estrogen, you'll need more of uh, that PMT activation enzyme. So you need more SAMI, which is a big problem for many people. And then also too much methylation can also lead to mental symptoms. So more is not always better. So a lot of people that just jump into the bandwagon, oh, let's just go on to some methyl B12, methylcobalamin or methylfolate. Let's just help regulate methylation. If you don't have a clear view or clear blueprint, quote unquote genetics, if you don't know your genetics and you're just going basically just throwing a bunch of those methylated B vitamins that could actually be, you could actually do yourself harm by overstimulating your methylation. So you need to know your genetics to determine if you are an overmethylator or a non-demethylator, right? It's very, very important. And let's, without, you know, it's about, we're talking about creatine today, but uh, we, we have to understand some key functions of methylations. It's so important and it's very vast. So maybe I'll have to make an episode just on that. But to know some of the functions, um, so genetic, genetic expression and regulation is one of the functions for methylation. Cell division, DNA production, glutathione production, which this is so important because there's an enzyme called GPX1 uh, genetics, which if you have a variant, which is so important in the breakdown of hydrogen peroxide into water, via glutathione, right? So it needs glutathione to make that happen, which requires selenium, which a lot of people can have uh, some really poor detoxification pathways. And when you know your genetics, you could actually see that and properly support that. Good thing with that, like two bristle nuts is a really good thing a day, but not more, I wouldn't do more than 200 microgram a day. It's definitely uh, something that can go sideways as well. Too much is never better. Um, so, which also you need to convert thyroid hormone you need this. You need selenium to convert uh, thyroid hormone T4 into the active thyroid hormone T3. Super important. A lot of people with with a lot of thyroid issues. Well, you have to understand that you need some cofactors like selenium, iodine, copper, zinc as well. So it's things that we have to keep in mind. So neurotransmitter is another function. Uh, so a lot of B9 is very essential for that. And in many studies, it has shown that beneficial effects of creatine. Uh, creatine supplementation in the management of depression, like I said earlier. So methylation function is also really important for phase two detoxification, hormone metabolism, like I said, estrogen. So uh, one of the enzymes really responsible for the breakdown of that is COMT, which is very common in many people like myself. I'm a slow COMT, uh, which is a big, big issue. So I want to make sure I need to make sure I have certain forms of B9 and B12 to properly have that pathway function properly. And then PMT is induced by estrogen, which is another very essential for the, uh, which will increase your need for uh, phosphatidylcholine. Uh, nitric oxide production, phospholipid synthesis, so again, your choline, bile acids, a lot of people with bile issues is some is a big thing. Uh, creatine synthesis, carnitine synthesis, which if you haven't listened to my previous podcast on carnitine, that's a big one. Uh, which you need a lot of B6 and iron and NAD and vitamin C and zinc as well for that system uh, for the synthesis of carnitine and CoQ10, biosynthesis, immune function, a ton of stuff. So for example, if you have an FUT2 gene uh, variant or MTR, MTRR and the well-known MTHFR, this is why you need to consider MTR as well as MTRR and COMT variant, because you might need an extra amount of certain B12 and B9 in much greater. So 
That's why if you can allow your body to not have to make some extra creatine and synthesize it, as well as phosphatidylcholine, you are allowing your body to actually uh, need a lot less of these methyl donors. And then the last thing also, uh, cortisol also increases your need for methyl donors, which that increases your B vitamin needs even more. So again, this is why I support your body the most with, with food, especially with high creatine and, and the red meat, especially it's really important, but you're also going to get a lot more of the B vitamins. You're going to get a lot more of the creatine, carnitine as well in there. So really, really good. This is why I still think it's really doing the body a really disfavor when we we're not having these um, cofactors and nutrients that we can get from food, especially in red meat. So let me just, I, I found, a, I came across a great study as to why should women consider supplementing with creatine? Let me read this study because it was absolutely fascinating. So the error is the abstract. So despite extensive research on creatine, evidence for use among females is understudied. Creatine characteristic vary between males and female, with females exhibiting 70 to 80% lower endogenous creatine stores compared to males, which is why this is one of the things that is crucial for women that I believe they should be having a proper amount of creatine, one to five grams a day, is actually shown really, really safe dosages. And understanding creatine metabolism pre and post menopause yields important implications for creatine supplementation for performance and health among females. Due to the hormone-related changes to creatine kinetics and phosphocreatine resynthesis, supplementation may be particularly important during menses, pregnancy, postpartum, during and post-menopause. This is massive. Creatine supplementation among premenopausal females appeared to be effective for improving strength and exercise performance. Postmenopausal females may also experience benefit in skeletal muscle size and function when consuming high dose of creatine. So they quoted uh, 0.3 grams per kilogram and favorable effects on bone when combined with resistance training, which I cannot stress that enough because as you get older also, uh, the stimulation of muscle growth is really, really important. Uh, otherwise, it's just muscle atrophy. We don't want that. Preclinical and clinical evidence indicates positive effects from creatine supplementation on mood and co cognition, possibly by restoring brain energy levels and homeostasis. Creatine supplementation may be even more effective for females by supporting a pro-energetic environment in the brain. The purpose of this review was to highlight the use of creatine in females across lifespan with particularly emphasize, emphasis on performance, body composition, mood, and dosing strategy. Just that alone, uh, that should be enough <laughs> to uh, consider the proper amounts of creatine intake. Where can we get proper amounts of creatine? So number one would be from red meat is mostly the most abundant sources of creatine because it needs these specific amino acids, the glycine, the methionine, and the arginine. But one of the brand uh, and types of creatine monohydrate that I like the most to use as a supplement is from Pure. So Pure is a brand name for pure creatine monohydrate, which is produced in uh, by Alstec in Germany, which you can find Thorn Research on Fullscript that do use 
Creopure Monohydrate Creatine. Also Keon, which I don't have a discount code for Keon as of yet. They're not a sponsor, but you can go on Fullscript USA and you can order your own uh, your own Creopure Monohydrate Creatine through, uh, through Fullscript, uh, which comes in with a great little discount at checkout automatically. Um, and then, so I will attach in the show notes a bit more information about Creopure and the type of creatine. Uh, I think it's really important. Quality is uh, making sure that it's properly being produced uh, and safe. There's no chemicals or uh, third-party testing is very, very, something very fundamental that I always like to use with any supplements that I recommend. And again, I always ask your medical doctor before making so or choosing so uh, because it's all case-by-case -case basis. So we want to make sure that you ask your physician. This is it for today. A really short one, really short episode. Uh, so if you haven't seen the release of my Region Biome Epigenetics program, it is still out. This will be closing very, very soon. Uh, I'm already at full in the program. So there's a couple, there's seven more spots left as of right now. So if you have any other questions in this episode, please share this episode with, uh, with your female friend and all the women. I think women need to know that. And so this is a really brief episode. I wanted to keep it not short and sweet, but please send your questions. And if all the details will be in the show notes for the program as well. And as always, leave us a five-star review if you found this episode very beneficial and share it with your friends and families as it helps the podcast be seen and be heard by more incredible human that needs this information. On this note, I wish you guys great health and a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Region Biome Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes because that's what helps us to be heard and to be seen. If you'd like to connect with me directly or seeking private one-on-one -on -one health coaching, or if you have any questions about this episode, please reach out to me directly through my website, regenbiome.com or on Instagram at Gene Felix Turcott underscore JFT. Thanks again, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.